Hey there, and welcome to episode number 65 of Become a Guitarist Today with myself, Adam Roach. So in this episode, I'm joined with Teresa Topez, and we talk about her experience at the NAMM show this year, which was held in Los Angeles at the Anaheim Convention Center. So those of you who don't know what NAMM is, it's basically a show which is one of the largest music product trade shows in the world. I first started in 1901 and held every January in Anaheim, California. And they actually have smaller shows as well, which are held in July in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, so Teresa talks about her time at the show and what people can expect to see at the NAMM shows. Now also, as well as talking about the NAMM show, we get to have a, a listen to Teresa's new song, which is called Whiskey Kinda Girl, which thankfully, thanks to Teresa, we get to listen to the whole song. So I hope you guys really enjoy it. It's a great rocking song. Now, if you do want to download the, the song, you can do so by going to iTunes or you can go to the website that I've put in the, the show notes as well. Now, a couple other little things before we get into the interview. My guest from episode 62, Simon Hosford, just finished up doing the School of Rock in February in Australia. So it was really good. I got to see it twice, which was great. And he's also got Skype lessons available, which are available worldwide. So if you really want to get your chops up, Simon's the, the guy to see. So again, check out the show notes and go to Simon's website. Now, the other thing is uh, Matt Wakeling from the Guitar Speak podcast. I'd like to thank him for giving me a shout out on his latest podcast with Nathan Cavalieri. Some really great stories are told in this podcast. So make sure you check that one out as well. So we're back joining Matt for another the Australian Guitar News Podcast. And thank you to my sponsors, Custom Guitar Picks and Living Music in Greensboro. So let's go over to the interview now with Teresa Topaz and find out all about the name 2019. So thanks again for joining us. Thank you very much for having me again, Radham. It's lovely to be here. No problem. Now, we've got the very privilege today of hearing your new single on the podcast. So can you tell us a little bit about the single? Sure. Uh, the name of it is called Whiskey Kind of Girl. Uh, I call it a love song to whiskey. It uh, was just released on New Year's Day. Uh, I just really wanted to write a song that was just a good, fun, you know, kind of dance party song. Yeah. And I am a whiskey girl. I always have been. So me and whiskey have a very close relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It's always by my side when I'm writing lyrics and whatnot. Um, but, um, you know, I just wanted to write something that everybody could could enjoy it wasn't specific to one style of mood or or an event or whatnot but just something that was fun um i've taken the last about two years working on this new project so uh the single was just released and then i have the record right behind it uh for spring and then another full-length album right behind that so okay very busy with it but it's just really kind of honing in on my roots with rock and roll and um you know blues and you know really just kind of writing songs that kind of hit home with people and you know really hit home with me so that's yeah. kind of the new focus yeah oh, excellent yeah i mean it's a good fun like i said good fun party song awesome well i'm glad you enjoy it yeah i did my job well <laughs> that's right yeah uh, well we might actually have a quick listen to it now then sure that'd be great hey bartender make it a devil Let's go to the bar 
right, yeah, so thanks again for that song. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. Um, now, you also had the, the privilege of going to NAM this year. For, is that your second time? It'll be my fourth year. Oh, know. fourth year. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I play every year. Um, I have several endorsees that I work with. So NAM is just one crazy big event. And, you know, you get – it's really kind of cool because you get all walks of life. You've got the distributors. You've got the reps. You've got the artists. You've got the managers. You've got, the, you know, people from labels, people from all walks of music. And they're all under – well, kind of one roof. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> So it's 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 a lot of fun, and if you haven't been before, and if you are in the states around January, I would definitely try to to go because it's. I think there was about one hundred and forty thousand people this year. Oh wow! <laughs> so they just opened up a new hall. So generally, down in that area, they opened up. Actually, it was two thousand eighteen that they opened it, and it was all of the DJ and audio equipment, microphones, things like that, were over that 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 skywalk wing but there's four floors and it's just it's a maze i mean i didn't even get downstairs to the main floor this year because it was just too much to do (laughs) yeah i mean i've seen some of the videos and it just looks amazing even like some of the stalls like here we have you know the little festivals as well i mean little uh, expos and you know everyone's Mm -hmm. got that little stall like the size of this room type thing but like even just like seeing the gibson it was huge oh my god you know being a Gibson player, I'm a Gibson girl, and it, I missed them being there last year because of, you know, the, the ups and downs. Every company is going to have ebb and flow. It's just part of life. Mm. And I'm really grateful for the new CEO that's come through, uh, JC. He's actually here in Marin. He lives about five minutes from me. Oh, well. <laughs> and he's um, uh, really good friends with some of the, the community around here. And the cool thing is, is he wants to bring Gibson back to what it used to be. You know, they're going to be doing a lot of modifications to a lot of the lines of guitars. But, you know, with Gibson, you have studios, traditionals, and then standards. And then studios and standards are where we kind of got weird with push pulls and PC boards and things like that with, you know, just trying to get creative with the guitar. The traditional has always been the same. And I think that's kind of what their main focus now is, is getting back to what a 58 Les Paul is. Why was it so important to musicians and why was it such an amazing piece of artwork? And just trying to get back to the roots, that was happy for me to see. And every time I went up there to meet with some of the reps or friends, it was packed. <laughs> I mean, you could not get in the Gibson booth. It yeah. was the popular school at, 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 at NAMM. And I, that just made me so excited to see that because they, they deserve it. You can't kill Gibson. It's like rock and roll. It's never yeah. going to die. <laughs> That's right. And, I mean, it was really good that they had the, um, the different uh, things there, like people showing how to you know, do the necks and the... The painting and everything else. Yeah, they uh, they had one guy tooling. He was literally hand tooling with, with carving out everything on the top of, of a Gibson um, on, on a amazing like unfinished body. It was really cool to see you know these things in action. And I yeah. mean, I'm actually a certified guitar tech, so for me, I get to geek out left and right. But <laughs> it's really cool when you start to see the woodworking, the luthier, you know, yeah. in action. And, you know, you see really the magic behind these instruments. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you know if that guitar was sold at the end or not? That one, I think it was just a demonstration one. I think I think it was a custom shop that was in, in on an order for somebody. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but okay. um, that one, it was just the body. Yeah. So it, it was, you know, just this, no finish, no buckers, no nothing in it, just the piece without the neck. Yep. Yeah. It was just them showing, you know, really what they do behind closed doors in the custom shops. Yeah. So, I mean... That's a guitar to me. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, that was just great to see and that, and plus all the thousands of guitars I had there, <laughs> just seemed like it was, it was massive. 
Yeah, I mean, you walk in, it's like there's rows of, of Gibsons left and right, and then you got Epiphone on one side and then Les Paul on the other, but it was really cool to see, you know, they had music going constantly. Every time you went in there, there was during the day they'd have, you know, softer kind of Americana, singer-songwriter kind of stuff. Yep. And then, um, you know, in the latter part of the days, um, you'd have major artists taking the stages. And they also did, on Thursday night, they did a Gibson jam. Peter Frampton was there. Yeah. Um, Art was there. I mean, it's just the list of people was ridiculous. So they've they've really done a, a 180 here, and I couldn't be happier to see it. And did you get to, to play this year? I did. I played for Ultimate Years. They're, I'm an artist with them. I'm actually part of their mentor program that's coming out in spring. Uh, so they're my in-ear company, yeah. and they help save my butt on stage when a monitor fails. So, But uh, I also I went as a Roland artist this, well, this year as well, so um, I just happened to actually play for Ultimate Ears this time. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, each year there'll be different, different companies that I want to be able to perform with. And then there were a couple that, you know, wanted to try to get a last-minute performance, but it just wasn't the right setup. So if it's not set up correctly, I'm not going to take a chance on it. But yeah. It was cool because Ultimate Ears, you know, the way they were positioned, you know, they they were in a main thoroughfare, so a lot of a lot of people got to hear the new single, so that made me happy. Oh, excellent! That's good. Um, now, did you get to? I noticed uh, Steve. I was there with uh, is it Synergy? Uh, yeah, I can I saw the info. I saw the the little clip he did with uh, for a couple different companies. He was up at PRS again. I, mm. You know, I didn't get a chance to see him this year because uh. it was kind of a buy in a sense. I'm, I was bummed about that, but yeah. I tried to get. See his tech, Thomas Nordeg, who is a phenomenal guitar tech, and he's the one that builds all of Steve's, you know, pedals in the guitar or whatnot. The guitar yeah. has to be routed out because there's so much going on inside the guitar itself. And he's finally listened to everybody, and he started up with his own company. So he had his own booth at NAMM this year, which oh, is well. great. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I'm bummed I didn't get the chance to say hi to Steve, though. Yeah, how about any other artists did you get to meet and they hadn't met before? Yeah, um, I actually, the night... Prior to my performance, I played with Ronnie Lee from The Runaways. Uh, she had a gig going. On. At, at every point of Nam, there's a there's a concert going on somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was able to do a song with her uh, the night prior, and it was so loud in there that I almost blew my voice for the next day. So, <laughs> um, and then popped over to see Larry Mitchell over at the Hilton that night. I think at this point it's like midnight. Yep. Um, so it, again, it's just there's so many people. It's almost it's impossible to be able to say hi to everybody because. Yeah. <laughs> got so many people to do and so many companies to to partake in so it's just a, it's a blessing to be there yeah and there's any uh, other new companies that you didn't know of that you hooked up with this year uh not new companies that i didn't know of but um i did uh create a relationship with celestian they're the speakers that i use in my cabinet yep. so i run um a 1936 marshall and I have vintage 30 Celestians in it, and those, I absolutely love them to death. Um, and they're coming out with a new cone this year, so um, I might be pairing up with them to do a demo on it. Uh, they're in production now, and I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> when it comes out, we'll be doing a video on it. And it's something kind of similar to, like, the Blue Alnico kind of style, so it's just it's perfect for rock and roll. That's excellent. Um, yeah, so that made me really happy. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a couple of the companies that I'm in the works with, uh, teaming up with. Um, I actually did also become an artist with GraphTech because of the tech side of things, too. Mm. It's it's really interesting to see the perspective. There's not very many female people, female musicians who are also tech savvy. So it's kind of cool seeing the females spin on, you know, installations and things like that. But yep. for me as an artist, if I'm a player, I better master the instrument. So it's fun for me to geek out over nuts and saddles. And 
Concentration and pickups and things like that. And then yeah. there's also Seymour Duncan. Um, you know, I've been using their, I think every guitar I own has Duncan's in it. So yeah. talking with MJ about, um, I might be having a custom guitar being made for me. So she might be doing some special pickups for me, engraving my last name into the pickup themselves. So oh, wow. a lot of really cool stuff in the works for this year. Yeah, it sounds great. It's going to be a busy year. It, it doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, it sounds like it was a great success in the, the NAM 2019. Oh, yeah, it always is. You know, you never know what kind of relationships you're going to build. And, you know, the friends that you see, these it's your music family. Mm. You know, so every year you come, I don't see some of these people all year long or maybe once in a year. And then everyone gets to see each other at NAM and, and catch up and yeah. talk about everything that's going on. So it's it's just a big family. Excellent. That sounds really good. I'll definitely try and get there one year. You should, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> maybe next year. Yeah. Now, just one more thing. Did you get to check out the the little four-year-old drummer that's been all over YouTube? I saw that video, and I have friends who are professional drummers. They're like, I quit, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> that was incredible. Oh, my God. I mean, so, you know, it's funny because when people ask me how young can my child start or what do you think? Yeah. And it really depends on the kid. <laughs> it just does. Does it come naturally to them? Yeah. Is it something that they're they can't stop and they can't not get their hands on it, then let them. Because it's the reason why we call it playing music. That's it's right. Fun. Yep. So I, I, that, that brought, you know, that brought, you know, tears to me in, in a good way to see that because, yeah. you know, it, it, music belongs in everyone's heart and soul. And, you know, I'm sure he made a lot of drummers throw in the sticks and quit after yeah. seeing that video. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, well, thank you very much once again for this. Really appreciate it. Oh, Adam, of course, anytime. It's such a joy to speak with you and catch up, and I'm um, happy to tell about the stories that are going on here. So anytime. Yep, for sure. Thank you.